We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you sweet, sweet souls and wonderful beings. I'm so happy to be celebrating and connecting with you for a little while here today on Empower Radio. So are you consciously creating and enjoying your life? Or are you struggling and being swept along with your head barely above water? I know when my life went off course and I felt like I was drowning, I was really overwhelmed and had no idea how to get back on track. I know it can be hard to find our way out of unfulfilling jobs and unhealthy relationships. It can be challenging to elevate our low self-esteem. But my guest today will say that it is within each of us to find our own personal sense of peace, fulfillment, and everlasting happiness. And I'm so happy to be having this conversation where she can share some of her tips, tools, and wisdom to help us in claiming this for ourselves. We're here with Brianna Borton. She's one of the authors of the new book, The Well Life, How to Use Structure, Sweetness, and Space to Create Balance, Happiness, and Peace. Brianna is a mastery coach and a peace engineer with an extensive background in supporting clients and assisting them in manifesting personal breakthroughs and self-mastery. Brianna and her husband, Dr. Peter Borton, are also the authors of the popular Rituals for Living Dream Book and the founders of The Dragon Tree, a wellness organization with holistic spas in Portland and Boulder. They also offer online courses, natural body care products, and resources for vibrant living. As practitioners of Eastern medicine, Brianna and Peter utilize ancient wisdom and empowering modern practices to help us all claim a balanced, happy, and peaceful life if we want to experience that for ourselves. So, Brianna, thank you for saying yes to a second show with me here on Journey to Center. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Again, your book is very well-rounded. I love the mandala on the front. I think that's awesome. I am a mandala practitioner and art, sacred art facilitator. And, and, uh, I love the mandala. Was there a significance to choosing this image? Well, we didn't get a choice completely. I have to say our publisher definitely, um, had some say in it. Um, but we did get to add the mandala that's around kind of like the succulent middle. Um, Mm. and we really wanted it to connect. We actually have a planner that we also have that has that mandala in it. And so we wanted to kind of have them connected because we felt like it's a really nice way. I mean, in the planner, people color it and really like start their process that way. So we kind of wanted to connect it from that. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that you had a planner to go along with it. And and to me, coloring, it's so um, healing. And I like the saying, um, be really whole and all things will come to you. And the mandala is um, the archetype of wholeness. So Mm -hmm. I just love everything that you're teaching and talking about and sharing and doing. So really great, great, great work. Thank you. So um, something you talk about a lot or write about a lot is about creating our world through our word and um, really formulating honest agreements with others and with ourselves. So here's, here's a quote that I love so much. When we have honed our words to be precision, precision tools of creation, they are indeed magic. But if we have undermined 
their value by repeatedly breaking our agreements. They cease to be a tool we can depend on. So I'd like to just start right there about how important it is to be clear and conscious what, with what we say and how that can really help us create a, a really empowered life. Yeah, I mean, actually, often people ask, you know, if you could only teach one thing, what would you teach? And this is the one thing for me, that if I could only teach people one thing, this would be it. I feel like it is the thing that has made the biggest difference in my life and in all of the lives of people I know who have done the work to really hone their word. And it's so impressive to me when people do, because You can start to see how momentum is built, how people gather around them, how people get behind them, and how they start to get behind themselves. Um, You know, when we are, you know, we've all broken agreements. That's just part of life. And, you know, when I first started doing this work, I went back and cleaned up things that I had broken, you know, in the past and then started moving forward in the future. So we really encourage people to make it only agreements that they plan on keeping with themselves and with other people because you're losing trust with other people um, is something that most of us usually protect. You know, we are, at least with people that we're close to, we do try to keep our agreements fairly well. It's actually the agreements with ourselves that we break just routinely every day, so often. And when we break our agreements with ourselves routinely, then when we go to go do something big, we don't trust ourselves to do it. And why would we? It's like having a friend that lies to you all the time. And then they tell you something, you're like, why would I ever believe that you were going to do that? You've never shown me that that's who you are. And so it's the same in ourselves. You know, if we're routinely breaking agreements with ourselves, we really are have no trust in ourselves, and it really undermines everything that we do in the world. Mm-hmm. So if we can first make less agreements, I think it's yes. like the first step. If you, especially if you're not used to the work, just first start by like pulling way back, making it very simple and being really clear when you've made an agreement. Because a lot of times we are so tricky in our own heads. We're, we're like sneaky in there. We'll be like, well, I said I, was, I thought I was going to go work out today. I didn't actually say I was going to go work out today. I just kind of thought that I might. You're <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so you need to like give yourself clearer definitions and really decide for yourself what constitutes a, an agreement. For myself, I personally have a an agreement with myself to write down my agreements. So my agreements that I'm going to do for the week, you know, whether it's to work out or to, you know, get something else done or to have meditate regularly, whatever it is, I try to write it down because then I I can't be as tricky in my own head because I'm tricky too. I'm just as tricky as everyone else. And so that's what constitutes an agreement for me. Then I know moving through my week what I you know, what I plan on getting done. However, then there are always times when we do have to change agreements. And this is really the best way to go about it. If you know that something isn't going to work, as soon as you know that, to try to change it with the other person. And that doesn't mean just telling them that you're changing the agreement, but like asking, like, is it okay if we change this? And I know that when people ask me if they can change especially if they give me a lot of warning, I never mind. You know, they actually haven't lost any trust with me. And the same goes internally. If we're doing that with ourselves and treating ourselves like we would want to treat 
somebody else that we care about, that we respect, that we want to like save face with and not lose their trust, then if we treat ourselves that way, we won't lose trust in ourselves either. So if there's an agreement that you've made with yourself that you need to change, if you go about it in a way that's really respectful, you can maintain your own self-trust. Um, I think what you're saying is so true. That really puts us on a solid foundation in life so that we can expand and build what we really want from there. We've got to have that solid foundation of self-trust. Oh, for sure. I mean, actually, it's really interesting. The other day, one of our clients um, in one of our courses was like, you know, my husband is really not supporting me in this dream I have of opening this business. And I feel like really unsettled and unsupported and I'm super mad about it. And he, you know, I know that I have said I was going to do all of these other things before and I never did, but I still can't believe he doesn't get behind me. And we were like, um really? You can't, you're surprised that he's not getting behind you? <laughs> like me, I mean, maybe he's not being, maybe he's not being his kind of self, but let's be honest, like you barely trust yourself to do this. So right. why would somebody who you've serially said that you were going to do things with and then not done them be like, be investing his time and energy in you? That would be a poor decision on his part. And she was, you know, shocked. And then was like, yeah, I get it. And like, you know, We've then talked about, you know, start small, build up your trust in yourself and build up your trust with your husband and he will get behind you. It's just that you haven't ever done this in the past. And so it's, you know, when it's a new thing to you, you're like, well, now I'm going to do it, but no one else knows that. So, you know, just knowing that it takes a little bit of time to kind of like change the way that it's been going, but you definitely can. I mean, everyone can do it. And we... When we do it, I mean, life is just so magical. I mean, I know that for me, when I say I'm going to do things now because the people that I talk to about those things or want support from know that I just do what I say I'm going to do, they really get behind me. It's very easy to get people to invest their time and energy into a project or into an idea that I have because they trust that I'm going to follow through no matter what. Yes. Yeah. You show up. On your behalf, you show up for others. So then, yeah, it's easy to rally the troops, if you will, because they know you're a person of your word. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it seems like what you're saying also is um, there's a quality of discipline involved in, in, in this whole dynamic. Um, and you say discipline is one of the most valuable human attributes. Are the things that we can do to start cultivating and improving our self-discipline so we can... Um, be of our word to ourselves and and for others. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I feel like being um, having discipline is something that is so important in life, and yet, you know, it's really hard to learn it from somebody else. So we've really tried to show some ways in which you can cultivate your own discipline um, so, so that it comes from within. Um, but one of the main ways is just to start to, we talked about this in our last conversation, but talking about Jing and our essential Jing and not using that and really using the amount of energy that is allotted to us. And when we try we have to have enough energy to be disciplined. So a lot of times we try to be disciplined, but we're sleeping like five hours a night and we're not eating food that is really nourishing our bodies and we're really not at our physical best. And 
when we are not at our physical best, it's very, very, very hard to maintain our discipline. So that's my first thing is just to like make sure that you're sleeping, that your energy is good, that your health is good, that you're really taking care of yourself. Um, and then just like really attaching your discipline to things that you care about. Um, you know, a lot of times we try to attach discipline to like a fear or like a, something that we're against. You know, maybe you would want to like quit smoking. Um, but it's not because it's more because you're attaching that to not wanting to get cancer. So you're attaching it to a fear and it's really hard to be disciplined just based on just that. So we really try to get people to attach it to like a positive outcome. Like how about a positive outcome of feeling like great in your body and feeling like you're going to live a long time or that you're going to have more life with your grandchildren, whatever that is, so that you can attach it to something that has meaning to you. Um, And then just like knowing yourself. um, So many of us um, don't really pay much attention to our own rhythms and what's going on for us. Um, and if we do, if we notice like, oh, I get that trigger to, you know, eat that Sunday or that whole cake in the middle of the afternoon every day at like three, I have this craving. And that's actually really common, like sugar cravings around three o'clock in the afternoon, super common. Um, and it's because our energy kind of goes down a little bit during that time. And so you can start to make kind of healthier habits to help yourself be disciplined. So if you start to see your own triggers, your own rhythms, you're like, oh, around three o'clock, I always have that. So how about I plan at like 2.45 every day to go out and take a walk around the block? Because that disrupts that pattern and is able to give you probably actually what you are looking for through that piece of cake, which is, you know, a little bit of a break, a little bit of a high, a little bit of a like comfort and definitely a little bit of waking up. And so you can replace that with something else if you start to notice that in yourself really well. Mm, Um, That's great. And then, and then just practicing. I mean, when you, when you start off, if you're not disciplined at all, you know, don't expect yourself to be the most disciplined person in the world. Maybe don't start like by practicing for a marathon, maybe just start by saying every day I'm going to make my bed, you know, like it could be a very simple thing just to start flexing that muscle because it's definitely something that we can all strengthen and we can all get better at. But, you know, it's like going to the gym. You're not going to go and just like lift up a like 500 pound weight. You have to really work up to that. And so discipline is the same way. You want to definitely go to the gym and pick up those five pound weights and just start doing it. But don't expect yourself to be great at it right at first. So, you know, do the five pound, then do the 10 pound, then do the 20 pound, you know, start with making your bed. Then, you know, start with like doing a whole hour of work without checking Facebook. Then, you know, work up, work up from there so that you can really get yourself into the right mind frame. Yeah, it it is creating new habits. I say you have to crawl before you walk, before you run, before you fly. So I like what you're saying. We're not going to be ready for the Olympics, you know, without doing some working out and building our, building our muscles, building our discipline muscles. So a couple of other things you talk about that I think are super fun to consider and helpful is identifying our core values and defining our superpowers. So I want to hear more about these things. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So we talk about core values in the book because 
you know, when we go to make decisions or, you know, decide how we want to live our life or craft a vision, you know, so often we are crafting a vision of our lives based on like a hodgepodge of things that we've been told via media, our parents and friends and family, other friends and family about what we, what is wanted in the world, like what creates a good life. And we are all for some of those things if they really align for you, but we really want people to get goals and a vision for their life that's really coming from them, like from their heart and soul. And it does mean a little bit of digging. So the first thing is the core values. So finding out what your core values are, like what are the tenets that you want to live by? And then when you go to make decisions or you have a vision for your life, you can go back and check them against those and be like, oh, this definitely aligns with my core values of, you know, maybe it's self-respect, beauty, kindness, whatever it is for you, you can then check everything against that. Like, is this aligning? Is this aligning? Is this aligning? And having those core values also can remind us how to act, you know, when we are moving through life, it's easy to get swept up in the drama of politics or the drama of, you know, that person was right and that person was wrong. And, you know, we aren't always all acting our best, myself included. And so when I go back and I check my actions against my core values, I start to act differently. And when I start to act differently, the world starts showing up differently. And I start seeing my core values being reflected back to me in the world. But we really have to live them first. We often set our core values kind of by like what we kind of would like the world to be like. We're like, I want it to be kind and generous and lovely all the time. And you're like, okay, are you kind and generous and lovely all the time? Mm -hmm. Because that's really where it starts. And so identifying your core values, sometimes it's it's interesting to identify them by saying how you would like the world to be and then bringing them back into who you are so that you can live from that place and then start to see more and more of that being created in the world for you to experience. For sure. I think that that is such a helpful hand. I used to think, well, this isn't my planet. My planet is sweet and gentle and kind and nice. And somebody said, well, maybe you're supposed to bring your home planet to planet Earth. And I went, oh, (laughs) there needs to be more purple and sparkles and nice. And and I, I have done that. And my life is pretty magical now. So. I think that's a very helpful and comprehensive way of, of bringing more of what we want into our lives, taking personal responsibility for that. So that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it that I think is so fun to consider is our superpowers. Mine is purple and sparkles and being nice. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> how can people start to tap into what that might be for them? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like our superpowers is something we started doing this actually for ourselves just when we were feeling down, like being like, well, what are you really good at? You know, like, and so we would make lists for ourselves that we could then refer back to. And so we've really, we wanted to include it because it is really helpful to have, to know what, identify what you're really good at and what you really bring to the world as almost like a reference for you to look at later um, if you're ever having a down day. But it also really can help you decide what to do going forward, you know, a lot of the time we want to just fix our flaws all the time, you know, especially in personal development. You know, we like want to fix the flaws, want to make them better instead of saying, well, what am I really good at and how could I really bring my focus to those things? Because 
when we do bring our focus to the things that we are super good at, we start to live more courageously. We start to bring our gifts more into the world because we're not just always focused on fixing ourselves. We can then be like, oh, you know what? I'm really good and I happen to be really good at delegating. It took me a long time to accept that, that like one of my superpowers is actually telling other people what to do. Um, <laughs> but it is, and, you know, I'm just going to, I'm owning it now, which is so much more fun than when I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm always like the one having to be in charge and feeling like it was almost like something I had like a shadow around. Right. And then I started to shine my light on that and say, you know what? Delegating is my skill. And when I, then I can bring that into all sorts of organizations and places. You know, when I show up to volunteer at like, you know, a soup kitchen, I am almost immediately delegating. Like, and not because I feel like they're not doing a good job, but they usually are like, can you help us? Like, can you be in charge of like those five people? And I'm like, great. Because I just, it's a skill of mine and then I can help so much more. But if I enter into that situation wanting to be different than who I am, I'm not really bringing my gifts to the table and then I'm not really able to help to the degree that I would be able to. And that's the same for everyone. When we bring our real gifts, if we're really in touch with them, then we can bring them to every situation and what if everyone was doing that? I mean, I just imagine a world where everyone is bringing their gifts to the table, like mm-hmm. fully proud of them and really knowing them. I just, we would get so much done. I think you're so right. And so often what we think is not a big deal because it's our gift and it's easy. We don't see it as a big deal. So to really be able mm-hmm. to consider that and claim that and put a positive spin on it, I think can really transform our lives. Mm-hmm, for sure. So um, one other thing I want to hit on, because we don't have that much time, I can't believe how quickly this is going. I could probably do like five more shows with you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm going to have to have you back soon. Um, You talk about connecting with our highest self. This is something I talk about. This is something I teach about, aligning with our highest self. How can we do this? And what are some of the benefits of it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the the benefits are endless as far as I have experienced. Um, But, you know, I think that one of the ways is meditation. And I, I encourage, I, I encourage it so much because it is this thing that I have seen work the best, the most effective, and almost a hundred percent of the time when people do it regularly to get in touch with your higher, highest self. And, So, you know, if people aren't used to meditating or, you know, haven't ever done it, you can start really short and simple, like five minutes a day. You don't have to, like, commit to an hour. You can commit to five minutes. You can do a guided meditation. We have tons of free ones on our site. Um, You can just start simply and start to train yourself. But when we disconnect ourselves from what we call the human data stream, which is like everything that's happening, you know, all of the tweets and the emails and the everything, everything that's bombarding us. If we can disconnect from that and take a step back and reconnect into ourselves, there's so much wisdom there. And we're often looking outside of ourselves to see, you know, you know, maybe this car will make me feel happy, or maybe this person will tell me what I should be doing with my life, or maybe this relationship is the answer to my internal struggles. But none of that is really the answer. The only real answer comes from within us. 
And so no matter how much we search outside of ourselves, there's never going to be anything that will totally satisfy that seeking because the one thing that we seek is inside ourselves. And when we can really quiet down and stop listening to all the noise, there is a really true voice that's in there that will direct us, that will guide us, that loves us, and that loves everyone else, too. It is such a beautiful thing to me how how I see this in people that have experienced it and how I experience it myself. I just feel like it changes the whole game of life. To connect it really to does. Yourself. It really does, you know, and that's why the name of my radio show is Journey to Center. It is about centering and aligning and tapping into the wisdom within, and that's where the kingdom of heaven is. And when we mm-hmm. have that within ourselves, we can bring more of it to our lives. So um, this is, I wish I had you on next week too. I'm going to have to get you back, Brianna. I think you're just so lovely and um, congruent and wise. Um, Where can people get a hold of you? What is your website? How can they get your book, The Well Life? So if people want to get our book, they can find it on thewelllifebook.com. You can also just buy it on Amazon. But if you want to watch a cute video of us first, come to thewelllifebook.com. Super Mm -hmm. fun. Um, And then if you want to find out all about all the other things we do, our spas and our products and our journals and our courses, um, you can come to thedragontree.com and find out all about all of those things there. Yeah, you have a lot of resources, a lot of wisdom, a lot of um, helpful tips, tools, very generous with with what you know, and you know a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Brianna, thank you so much for being here. And to my listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. I love doing this show, and what makes it even more fun is connecting with you. So be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Ask me a question, download my guided meditation. I want to hear from you. I think we heal in relationship. So let's continue to dance. God bless you. You're in our heart and prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now.